walking down the street with my sack of tricks. No one ever guessed it's my bag of dicks. It's the podcast. Yeah, it's the podcast. I said I'm walking down the street with my sack of tricks. No one ever guessed it's my bag of dicks. It's the podcast. Motherfucking podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today is Thursday, December 9th, 2021. This is episode 20 with Terra Turtles. I'm your host, Finn. Find these episodes on terraspaces.org. There's a menu right at the top there. Hit the podcast button and you'll see all the different shows. Joining me from Terra Turtles, we got Purple Squirtle. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Christmas I, is near. How are you? Good, good. Recording as many spaces as I possibly can with the, the computers that I have at my disposal here, but we're putting out some content. <laughs> I was joking with the the interns yesterday that like we've made enough uh, audio right now that we could stop and release an episode a week and have the whole year covered. <laughs> oh wow! It'd be old content wow, towards the end there, you know. But you know, it, it'd be content. So exactly the way that the way the space moves so fast, the old content's going to be years behind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's good to find some some people that are actually making like timeless content. I guess like there's there's some things that they talk about on some of these spaces that are just like concepts and just like good for learning for any time. I guess as long as obviously there's still uh, mm-hmm. blockchain stuff happening in DeFi and the rate uh, after call five all these projects that are starting to launch like i don't see that running out anytime soon oh yeah for sure i'll, uh, I'll roll any, any kind of yeah, yeah any kind of timeless content is is fantastic as well just to look back and see kind of what our opinion of of nfts or even even DeFi or blockchain or anything is uh, in the future it's like us looking back in the past and seeing everyone's opinion on the internet yeah, it's like a time capsule. I, I dig that. Like, I you, at the very beginning of all this, we were all like gung ho and super excited, and then I can tell towards the end we're just gonna be like, "God, oh, no more NFT projects, please." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, congrats to you guys. I noticed you're on Random Earth now in the market. The turtles have shown up. That's pretty sweet. I know that was one thing uh, the community kept asking for in, in the Discord. When when can we see the turtles on, on the market? So that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. For us, that was a uh, a massive challenge, to be honest, with the, with I, I, I say the mess the, the first dev left us in. Uh, it would have actually been so much easier just to to restart the project and do everything, build everything up from scratch rather than kind of dig through everything that was going on and try to find every single mistake and and repair that. And it just took us so long, especially because in the Terra space, it's hard to find experienced devs. Um, so, so yeah, it, it was a big task just trying to fix it and get everything right with Random Earth because they're, they're not particularly the, the fastest responders, but um, I've heard that. glad we eventually <laughs> got there. <laughs> I've definitely heard that. And yeah, it, yeah, it does that, like when yeah. you're dealing with code and stuff, like every dev's got their kind of own like flavor or style, I guess they put on it. And I feel like having some different dev go through a, a, a different dev's code is much harder than just being like, yo, just code this from scratch like make it 
from from the beginning instead of trying to go through and see every little thing that needs to be fixed or, or whatever. It just seems like a big task. Yeah, as well as well, uh, it just seemed like the old code that we had for for the turtles was uh, just basically a copy paste from. Uh, I can't remember the project, but uh, it seemed like a very copy paste. And there's just so much we wanted to do with the turtles that you, you know you, it just can't be a copy paste. You have to you have to put the little details in there. And it's I think it was hard for our, our new dev Gecko to get in there and. Every time we thought we fixed something, that would just bring up a new issue, and and then that just led to a snowball effect of trying to find out if we've actually solved all the issues or not. I gotta say, also huge shout out to Gecko. He came and joined uh, a couple things going on over at Intern Cap as well, because there is a massive need for devs. Everyone's got projects and ideas, and everything's ready to go except for the actual code. It seems like so. Any any devs that we can all share between the community to build the whole ecosystem uh, up is is awesome. So uh, we definitely appreciate him coming over and, and helping out Intern Cap with some stuff too. Yeah, for, oh god, it's so great that uh, we can all share some devs and get get them to get a bit more experience because that way, hopefully, they'll or he'll be able to pass it on to someone else. Yeah, and exactly. Just build a community of learning. Yeah, I feel like it's a way better model than what like Silicon Valley tends to do, where they just poach each other constantly, like, and then everybody <laughs> suffers because then nobody's getting shit done. But here, it's like, all right, like, let's plot out time frames, do that over there first, come over here, get this done. We know a guy that needs your help over there, and like, we can all keep each other working by doing that, and we're building, you know, a way stronger ecosystem in the process, which is epic. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And and the devs as well, they want to learn. Uh, well, I mean, at least the devs I've talked to, they all want to learn a little bit about not just Terra, but the different chains and, and what they can do in it. It's it's just such an exciting space. And to be honest, I really wish I, I'd learned computer science or, or some kind of coding when I was younger. Same. Um, yeah, because this is definitely the future and just having that knowledge is, is going to propel your own, I say career, I suppose, propel your own life for life yeah just life yeah. <laughs> and speaking about the old time capsule thing we we're chatting about earlier you guys are the first uh nft project to come on the show twice now you were first on Ooh. back in november 7th episode four we we're just getting started so that, that's pretty that's, cool that's to incredible. see your guys's progress from that and i mean a lot of stuff has happened if if you follow Terra Turtles and you're in their Discord, you'll read the announcements and everything of what happened. Uh, I don't know if, how much uh, the listeners like really follow that because there's so many Discords with so many things happening. It's hard to keep track of them all. Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, back in November, you launched and then there were some issues and then uh, you guys found, tell me how you found Gecko. And uh, I guess just give us like the quick summary of, of what happened. Uh, yeah, sure. So, I mean, to, to summarize kind of what happened with us at the beginning, um, when we initially launched, we had a pre-sale date in mind and a public sale date um, in mind. Um, we, we were always working towards that. We, for us, we've always calculated you know, by this time, everything will be ready. We had the art, uh, we had the website kind of ready, and we were kind of relying on our dev to just let us know when all the contracts were ready, etc. And a couple of days before, he was letting us know everything's okay, everything's okay. 
Um, and of course, the morning of when the pre-sale started, everything was not okay. <laughs> and uh, yes, there, were there was absolute chaos. I mean, everyone was trying to mint. Everyone would get failed transactions. Um, we said it was going to be 50 UST, but people were being charged one Luna. In the end, it turned out that was minting to a test contract. So people were paying one Luna and uh, that wasn't that wasn't even going to us. That was actually going directly to fees. So I could share that test contract right now. You'll see that Luna is uh, stuck in that test contract. It's it's irretrievable. Damn. Um, the, I was gonna yeah, say maybe the the validators ate well that day, but they didn't even get it, did they? No, it's it was it, it lose lose for everyone. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, and the the other thing was that he assured us that. The minting was being done by a bot, which which had a delay of like five to ten minutes for every mint. For I think I think it was for some kind of security flaws. But again, I'm I'm not a um, a coder, so we just trusted his word on that one. Right. And instead of five ten minutes, it turned out to be hours. In some cases, even two days. Um, and it turned out he was just manually minting every single turtle that was being purchased he was is, the bot holy shit <laughs> yeah which is incredible oh my god <laughs> i can't imagine the the amount of clicking and everything you had to do for that but yeah then we then we went for the public sale uh, that we de just delayed everything by 24 hours uh, and pushed everything to that um god even i can't remember the date it was a sunday at least and we thought you know what 24 hours is enough to fix the issues um he said it was more than enough and it was still not not enough, to be honest. We went through the sale. Um, and I, I think you and me both, we've been part of so many um, NFT launches on, particularly on Ethereum, for me especially, where you're in the Discord waiting for a launch and they say, oh, sorry, we've delayed an hour. And then you wait an hour and they say, we've del we delayed an extra hour. And that was the situation we were put in where uh, our dev was telling us, you know what, we'll, I'll fix your issues. It'll be done in half an hour. It'll be done in 45 minutes. So then we'd announced to the community. Uh, so really sorry for the hassle. Uh, the dev is assuring us that everything will be ready in an hour. Then in an hour's time, he'll, he'll, he'd say, um, I literally just need five minutes. Then we'd have to communicate back five minutes later. And yeah, it, it just wasn't nice for everyone. Yeah, that's definitely where having like really good communication skills and and people in place to do that comes in handy. Like if if you think it's going to take an hour, then t say two. And then when you're done in an hour and a half, like people are stoked. I, I never understand why people always do that. Like they don't give themselves enough time and then they end up overstressing because they didn't give themselves enough time. And it's like, you set the day like this is all you man like what i i don't i don't understand what why that happens time and time again and yeah i i've yeah. i've seen that a lot in the bsc space where like you'll wait the hour and then they'll be like all right like 10 more minutes and then they'll just delete everything <laughs> and then it's like all right well <laughs> good game boys <laughs> oh. I, and it, i just felt so guilty because being in the uk uh, most of these launches, NFTs in general, launch in US times. So every time they say delay an hour, delay an hour, it's it's pushing me into the like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 right. a.m. And still got to wake up at like 7, 6 for, for the day job. 
then I could see people in our Discord saying, oh, God, it's like 3 a.m. for us. Please don't delay anymore. I just thought, oh, my God, please, let's, I just want to fix this and, and get, or at least delay it by one or two days. Yeah. But, at that point, yeah, you're just yeah. you're helpless. Like you're at the mercy of the dev to like hold true to their word and, and get shit done, you know? Yeah, but I mean, massive shout out to the to the actual community itself because, um, I mean, I've been part of so many projects like this, which had big delays, and there's there's always massive fud in the community saying, "Oh my god, it's a rug!" Oh my god, the, uh, yep. the team and that shit doing. spreads like so fast. It's insane it's so watching that shit. Yeah, but but here, my god, everyone was so supportive. Uh, there were complaints for sure, but I mean, there wasn't any particular like strong spreading of fud. Everyone was overall relatively positive. I feel like that was also in part to the vibe that you guys like shout out to you guys for handling yourselves. Well, like I, I know that you guys were super frantic when it was happening. Uh, you guys hit me up and asked for a little, a little advice here and there. And I, I felt bad for you as well. I was just like, man, I know what that's like. <laughs> it, it sucks to be in that position for sure. And like, yeah, you guys handled it really well and you kept the community calm. And I, I feel like they, they've had enough interaction with you guys to know that what's happening isn't you guys just bullshitting them. It's that you guys kind of got fleeced as well. And you're just like kind of stuck in the middle now because it's your project, but now you either need to find a dev or get the dev that you have to like get his shit together. And I, I, yeah, I feel like the way you guys handled that was really smooth. Like the community was on your, on your side the whole time. Like they wanted the turtles you guys wanted the turtles like it's and then it's just a matter at that point of just you know putting the pieces together and like all right where are we at what do we need how do we get there and and yeah you guys did it yeah i mean thanks a lot thanks thanks for all those kind words and well i mean i guess opportunity to thank you as well because like like you said we we were so stressed during that week and to be honest even the the weeks proceed oh afterwards um was incredibly stressful trying to fix everything and uh yeah i mean you Finn, you've you've provided such a, a good uh source of support for us um whenever we just needed some third party advice we've we've always felt comfortable coming to you uh so so massive thanks for that oh yeah definitely so how uh do you think it was like malicious or did he just get in over his head or like, what, what do you, how do you feel that like, why, why was he like that? You're uh, talking about your dev. Uh, to be honest, um, we split on the team on that personally, on my, my own side. Um, I was there with, with dev on the weekend while he was trying to sort the issues. Uh, we were on call basically the whole weekend and he was just as stressed as, <clears throat> as we were. I think it was just a matter that he was massively overpromising, um, and he, well, yeah, he just overpromised and underdelivered by a, a large margin. And yeah, I, I think he wanted the the project to be as successful, yeah, as successful as possible. It's just, um, just unfortunate that I, I'm not sure whether it was his work ethic or his actual knowledge, but in the end. Um, just seemed like he didn't know exactly what he was doing um so yeah personally i wouldn't say it's malicious i know other members of the team might might think it was but 
yeah, we won't know. Um, I'm still on talking terms with him. Um, I, I, I still think he has good potential around to do good stuff. It's it's just a matter of whether uh, he builds up his own knowledge and develops more devotion to one project particularly. Right. I, I can see that. And I, I, f- I like to give people the benefit of the doubt until there's like overwhelming, like it's obvious that they're just a shitty person. And then like, all right, I, I'll learn my lesson and, and be done. But just the fact that like, he's still talking to you and like you guys are, are on speaking terms that I don't feel like he would be malicious either for whatever that's worth. I, I, I don't know. I feel like the malicious ones, at least in my experience, just completely ghost, you know, like they cut off all ties. You never hear from them again. They're just gone. And the fact that he's not doing that and he's still like, that just makes me think that, yeah, he, he started either helping too many projects or started getting into projects that needed stuff he wasn't able to do, but either ego or, or maybe he just had bills to pay or whatever, just won't, sometimes it just doesn't let people admit when they don't know how to do shit. Like if, if somebody asks me to do something, like I will just tell them, I don't fucking have a clue how to do that, but I might know somebody that does. But I'm I'm not gonna yeah. say that I do because I don't want to like have to rely on somebody else to be able to do what that person needs like that. I just don't like having that over my head, you know. No, exactly. I mean, it's like when people come to me because I do the art for the Terra Turtles to come to me and say, uh, "Oh God, can you do the art for art something like in the style of God X Y Z?" I think my, I can only do simple pixel art. I'm not. A professional artist here I, I i do conceptual and simple art but you know i'm not going to over promise and say i can deliver you the mona lisa in yeah form, yeah so. <laughs> you, you want picasso all right i'll give you picasso <laughs> <laughs> so how uh you basically just reached out to the community and through connections that we've all made you were able to find gecko or how, how did you guys sort that out oh right. oh yeah sorry uh so gecko is actually one year's friend um and they've known each other for a couple of years. So um, he trusts Gecko. The only issue we didn't use Gecko is uh, as our first dev is because Gecko is relatively new in the in the crypto space. Um, he's still learning as well. and But he's proven to, to be a super fast learner. So he was working um, with the first dev, basically just doing whatever the first dev was telling him. And yeah, I mean, he's proven that since that first dev left that he could spot all the mistakes that was going on um he could fix those and and he's never really over promised to us so far and it's just let us know what he can do and what he can't do and we're happy to help in finding other devs in the community to, to try help him so just for example ian um um from anchor has been and his and ian's friend has been helping Gecko a bit learn more about the Terra space, um, so that's fantastic. He, he's he's been a great great help. Yeah, having those kinds of big brains to learn from, like that's huge. Especially if you already know some shit. Like I could be around them and never learn how to code shit just because I don't have that <laughs> that background. But somebody like Gecko or some of these other newer devs that are trying to learn, like they can absorb that and then they learn that much faster. And we see that intern cap a lot because we have a couple channels that just the devs hang out in and when new people come to us and they're like hey we, where do we start like we want to learn this we just dump them right in that room we're like there you go here's your advisors <laughs> here's the curriculum 
good luck and like it's sink or swim and and more times than not like they're picking it up it's cool i'll peek in the the channel every now and again just to see what they're up to and like damn progress being made man it's awesome (laughs) yeah that 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 is actually incredible shared spaces i love it so you guys after all that shit went down you guys had just a bunch of code to rework and fix and that's where the anchor guys came in or like how did how did that all get sorted uh so what happened after the public launch um after the public launch all the funds made from the second sale that we the second launch that we did was kind of locked into the contracts because because we weren't entirely sure how to to get it out. Uh, the first dev told us to use a certain function, which wasn't working. Gecko had no idea, and in the end, we had to get the guys from Anchor and uh, even the the devs from Styler uh, helped out with trying to figure out exactly how to release our funds to act because without the funds, and that meant we didn't even have control of the actual contract. So we yeah, had basically we had us. Styler and Anchor all working on it to try to try to help us out and get back control basically. And yeah, that took took a couple of days. And in the end they um we we managed to release that. And I, I even think Ian released some kind of article to say uh to try and avoid a certain mistake. Uh I think the contract wasn't taking into account UST fees uh for withdrawals. So so that was a big uh, block for us um, and then after that it was just a matter of trying to do these little fixes to, to move everything from off-chain to on-chain um, and then of course there were the NFTs that were launched on the pre-sale versus on the sale which were on two different contracts and I think that caused a lot of different issues um, so yeah uh, there, there's just a, a massive pile of errors that it just had to be fixed before we could even do anything or even start on anything. And yeah, I mean, by now it's it's 9th of December when we're recording. Uh, we really would have liked to do the, the burn event by now to release the Eve Turtles to everyone. Um, but our priority right now is just um, getting onto Random Earth uh, as a secondary market and um, doing our soft relaunch either on Random Earth or our own website just so that we could get the the remaining turtles into into people's wallets. That is such an epic story. Like you guys called in the big guns from fucking Anchor and Stylar to come and like sort that shit out. I love it. I love it so much that they like helped you guys and and everybody's just helping each other in this ecosystem. Like that that's just the best. Yeah, it's, if anything, I really hope this this comes out as a story of unity. <laughs> for all the projects i think so i think it shows that like if the the even like we've seen it with uh, like waves and then the beach house how like the waves devs just pieced out and then the beach house was like well i guess it's our project now and like they've been working with uh <clears throat> with random earth to get everything sorted out and it's it's just really cool to see when uh, you get a community around something like that and the whoever starts it's like long gone, but the thing keeps living because, you know, the community's still into it. They like the shit. Like, they'll keep building. Yeah, exactly. 
uh, th- I mean, that's that's just fantastic. That like, kudos to the to the entire community, and as well the even even after Waves rugged, I mean, the the sentiment wasn't overly negative. It was kind of like, wow, that was a rug. I can't I can't believe it. But then people were making jokes by setting their Twitter banners to to yeah, rugs. Yeah, yeah, that was so good. It was hilarious. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Is the market actually? I'm kind of looking to see if you guys are up yet. Because the, uh, the so images I, are showing in the accounts. So I guess that's they had to sort that before they can actually get the market itself up. Yeah, I, I think right now it's actually in Random Earth's hands to put us on the actual market. Um, I think that's a bit too technical for me to understand the delays there. I know Gecko is working on, um, I think it's fixing the metadata for them, but I, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, what is stopping us from from being actually on that secondary market? But but Random Earth at least are working on it. That's what we know. Yeah, that shit takes time. I mean, people don't know. Just I mean, if if the Discord's a little quiet, <clears throat> you'd rather have people like working on the shit that needs to be fixed than just like hanging out in Discord all day. Granted, it helps yeah. having like people in there. Like you guys seem to keep a, a decent flow of chat happening. Like people aren't just like. Why is this a ghost town? You know, there's always interaction in there. So that's definitely huge. Yeah, I mean, for sure, it's so difficult to manage any kind of uh, Discord space when there's just too much background work going on and there's not too much things you can kind of show off. And I think I've noticed it in quite a lot of projects in general where before you'd be people would be sending messages every other second and now it's it's getting a bit quieter just because people are in like a hundred other discords too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at least for us, we try to make sure that if anyone asks us any questions, we're there to answer. Um, we know it's getting close to the Christmas period as well. So we want to try to do something special for everyone. Um, and we're hoping in the new year, there's just gonna be so much more we can show off and, and bring back to the community because Right now, we feel like there's too many things for us to fix to be able f- for us to start promising again um, as to next steps and to um, when certain things can be delivered. So right now, we just have to kind of do step by step, get get what everyone wants first in terms of secondary market, uh, in terms of relaunching, and then we can start doing the burn event uh even start with some stuff to do with tokenization and um, and yeah so it's uh building the blocks again i guess yeah that's super important though like you don't want to keep building up on some broken ass shit like that'll just it, every every iteration it just makes it exponentially worse to fix you know as you keep building up going and focusing on getting everything fixed and then take a minute breathe look at what's happened and, and appreciate that it's all working now. And then, you know, see what's next. You yeah, guys got an sure. awesome roadmap I mean, for it, sure. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, that's always being developed as well. Um, our recent one that, that we posted regarding uh, tokens. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen around the, the wolf game derivatives being posted all around Ethereum about people. um basically unchained games which take into a, a factor of risk when whenever you perform an action 
that's been gaining a lot of traction on the ETH network. I thought that would be something very fun to do on the Terra network. Um, so I, I, I just drafted up an initial proposal about what we could do in terms of staking uh, for tokens and um, introducing a risk, fa risk factor where any form of unstaking or moving uh, would either make you lose your tokens or transfer a, a portion of the, those tokens to charity, whether that's angel protocol or, or directly charity, not yet decided. But I've only called that a proposal for now because we're seeing a lot of issues with these on-chain games in terms of liquidity and mechanics. So it'll be interesting to see how those play out. Uh, and in the meantime, we can just continue to build on it to see if we can um, solve any kind of liquidity problems. Because I think the, the main issue with tokens right now is um, people go into, let's say you, you, you buy into Wolf Game and you start generating wool. The, I'm pretty sure the general consensus is you're, you're getting your wool tokens in order to sell and get Ethereum. Um, but then if everyone's trying to sell wool, then there's no one buying wool. And that's just a, a massive liquid problem. So that's that's something to take into mind. And I know it's not been mentioned much in our group when we posted the proposal, but that's, for me, that's very much the, the main issue to solve. So I'm I'm not familiar with that game. Is it? It's just like a random chance sort of thing. Like you press a button and you either win or your tokens get donated to charity, sort of thing. Um. So so with Wolf Game and its derivatives, it's kind of you have different characters. You have like a wolf and a sheep, and you can stake, for example, your sheep, which will generate wool tokens every day. And if you wanted to, for example, withdraw your wool then there's a chance that your the wolf, someone's staked wolf will steal that wolf. Really? Or oh, if, wow. Yeah. That sounds if super you interesting. To, yeah, I mean, it's, it's super fun. And, and I can see why it's like uh, created a whole genre, basically, of these unchained games. Right now you have like Fox game, Wizards and Dragons game. I know Heroes and Demons game is coming out. Um, and it just adds this layer of complexity. And I thought... You know what? All of these games, they're, they're kind of more or less copy-paste, but none of them are introducing any kind of charity aspect. And I think having that charity aspect kind of reduces the risk as well if you're thinking, you know what, if I unstake my turtle and there's a, ri there, I mean, there's a risk, quotation marks, that it's going to go to charity, then you feel more comfortable taking that risk and that becomes more fun rather than you thinking, Oh my god! There's going to be a whale that's going to steal my. <laughs> is is that where the yeah. tokens go in the existing games? They just go into the uh, dev fund or whoever. Is it like uh, a lottery where they just pick where the funds go, or how? Uh, I'm not. I think every game might be a, a bit different. It might be, for example, if you stake unstake your sheep, there's a a percentage, like let's say five percent chance that your sheep will get stolen by a wolf. And then, yeah, I guess it's a random distribution. And then the wolf owner one. owns it or, or whichever one, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, then the wolf owner will get transferred, the, the sheep. So, I mean, the wolf game got the floor for the wolves actually went up to like 10 ETH Damn. at one point just because of how, how powerful it was. But they had to put the game on hold because they were having big liquidity problems, I think. 
with just too much wool being generated and people trying to sell um i think though um they might be a bit more complicated than that you'd almost need to like come up with an nft that was like a sheep virus or something and like whatever percentage of chance that had it would go through there and just like infect a few sheep and kind of level out the playing field again <laughs> there's a lot That's of like interesting things <laughs> yeah there's like some cool mechanics you can do with with those things like the the black versus white or a versus b kind of idea yeah exactly oh wow that's actually a, a genius idea introduce a like a sheep medicine as well where you have to spend wool to to save your yeah because see now you're uh, supporting your marketplace yeah exactly oh well we should just there you go build on this then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait to release this one till you guys get it coded <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that that's the ultimate aim to have some kind of token uh, I know earlier on, uh, and probably if you go back to that that first podcast, I was more against tokenization because uh, just because I think it's too cheesy, maybe. But taking this approach where you introduce a kind of, well, basically where you introduce game theory and tokens together, I, I think it's just fantastic. And it just builds a lot of engagement for all the holders and it builds incentive for anyone to invest back into the project. So it's it's definitely something to develop on. There's so many different like kind of nooks and crannies to to look into to make sure the actual economy will be sustainable. But but yeah, I mean it's super exciting. I think everyone will be on board. Um, and if you're not aware of of the kind of these game derivatives or or Wolf Game itself, it's definitely worth looking into just to explore the different um, mechanics of it. Yeah, I'm just picturing the people playing it on ETH and having those high gas fees. I, I don't know if that's how it works, if it's on ETH chain or if it's like wrapped in something that doesn't have fees. But doing something like that on Terra would be like super good because super low fees, real fast transaction times. Like you could almost have that shit just real time happening. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's happening on... I think it's happening actually on Solana right now where you're getting these derivatives moving there. Um, and it's only natural that this this moves over to Terra. I think it's, it's such a massive opportunity. Someone will port it over. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You guys need to make some rabbits and then you could do like rabbits and turtles. <laughs> it's actually like you're reading my mind. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, rabbits. rabbits are definitely in the in the works i guess just leaking uh, alpha just and not even meaning to i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, nothing's been developed yet uh because of course in our white paper there's always been the idea of uh turtle companions and i mean rabbits seem like the perfect companion you know turtle versus hare um that's not to say that would be the final animal but um you know it's it's in the book it's in the list Nice. Have you guys looked into doing collabs with any other projects that have been coming out? I've been noticing that a lot lately. Like uh, projects will get to a point where they're just either doing development or waiting on timelines from uh, the mints and stuff. So they start like reaching out and doing some cool work with with other projects. I think it depends in in what kind of collab. Like right now, for us collabing in terms of whitelisting and giveaways. That would probably be the well, I one of the main sources of collabing. When it comes to something like 
collaborating with art. Um, personally, on my side, I'm of the opinion that we need to get everything a lot more stable before we even start thinking of something like that. Sure. Um, yeah, otherwise it just causes a lot of chaos with people coming in or, or yeah, people trying to buy something. More more work and, that's not finished that more people are going to see and then have to get told to calm down. It'll be done soon kind of thing. I feel you. Yeah, exactly. And as, and as well, as it's a kind of a form of making sure we're credible enough uh, because we don't want new people coming in and thinking, oh God, everything's still not ready. Yeah. Uh, but they, um, And as well, I think it's better incentive for, for larger projects to think, oh, you know what, Terra Turtles are, are doing really well. Then we can collab with them. Um, basically, just remove any doubts once stability is in mind. I guess what brought it to mind, we just had Nip Terra on uh, the show yesterday, I think, or the day before, and uh, they have this cool little cat game that you shoot other cats and stuff. And I'm just looking at my turtles here on, on Random Earth in my account, and I've got some mean turtles, man. This dude's got, like, the the Hannibal <laughs> Lecter mask with a Star Trek shirt and a blue turtle shell with a damn axe, and then this other dude's got, like, a super soaker and three eyes. I mean, I would put these turtles up against some of those cats. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, actually, I think I have a DM from... from uh... From Nip Terra, so nice. um, yeah, I'll need to go back into that and uh, and see, see what kind of collab they wanted to do. I think it was just mainly a giveaway or whitelist. Yeah, probably. Well, probably but, a giveaway. But you can just throw that in there that on Finn's account when he connects, he gets to play as his turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, ultimately that would be the the best aim, wouldn't it, to have a kind of a terraverse where the projects can be integrated together, whether that's in a simple 2d game or a, a massive facebook style 3d metaverse either or just having your projects be compatible it's, it's fantastic yeah i feel like they would have to definitely be like those categories of like all right all the cool pixel art kind of stuff can collab in this metaverse and then all like the more 3d kind of shit over here i feel like i mean it would be cool i guess to have like pixel art running around like solid 3d worlds and stuff but i feel like it kind of messes with the theme a little bit so to to be able to collab with other like cool pixel cartoony games and shit like i think that would be key yeah for sure i mean i would love to create a game something like um terraria or what's that starbound kind of 2d platform kind of world that would be amazing but way 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 beyond our, our, our means right now that would be thinking like two, three years down the line. Yeah, life. for sure. We get a top-down GTA 2 style turtle killing spree style game or something. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine. Hell yeah. Yeah, that'd be crazy. So you guys are just trying to get the random earth thing sorted, and then after that, what what do you what's like the next kind of obstacle or, or thing on the checklist that you guys are trying to work out? Uh, so for us, it's getting Random Earth and then uh, reopening our mint for for the Adam Turtles. Um, we're of the opinion that it really doesn't matter how long it takes to, to sell out. Uh, once we start the mechanics of the actual game, uh, there'll be incentive enough whether people want to buy more or burn more um, just in order to keep playing. Um, yeah, is, with that, if you're doing it like on your site, like you guys were, I would keep that mint open until they're all minted because once those mechanics kick in, like people are going to need atoms, 
and like they're either going to look at the market or they'll just go mint one. And like, yeah, that's, I think that's perfect. I would never like shut the mint down and then like release all the mechanics and stuff and just let everyone fight for them. No. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's, that's part of it as well. And I, to be honest, I might even open a different layer of the game where, uh, you want to, you have your Adam, you want to burn it for an Eve. Then you always have the option. Well, not always, but you, you temporarily have the option of, uh, just buying another Adam either from secondary, um, or or just getting hope fingers crossed for a super rare one when you mint uh through our site and in the long term it really doesn't matter how long it takes for you to sell out um of course it's like a great initial selling point to say uh we sold out in in five minutes but uh one or two years down the line i don't think or let's say even six months down the line i don't think anyone really cares (laughs) even three months when it feels like it's five years (laughs) They won't be saying that. And I mean, to yeah. to be honest, like I was, I was watching the, uh, what was the pony one? The little, my little pony looking things, the horsey uh, ones. Yes. I was watching their discord and like people were fudding them for selling out so fast. I was like, you cannot really? please anybody wow. around here, man. That's so crazy. Oh no. I th- I really thought the terror community was anti-fud. Yeah, um, yeah, and not like real bad or anything, but like you, yeah, you'd yeah. see like comments here and there, like oh, the just people pissed that it sold, and I get it, like they wanted one, and so they're mad that they didn't get one. But it was just funny to see that like they're celebrating how fast they sold out, and people are still kind of hating here and there. Yeah, my God, that's. Did you get a horsey? I, I actually didn't. Um, Me neither. In all honesty, I I completely forgot about the launch. <laughs> I, I I think I was out at the time. Um, but but yeah, there there are there because the horses are actually motion. Uh, they move right. Yeah. And it looks incredible. It, it, it looks amazing what they've done. I can't wait for somebody to open up like a little glue factory and like add those mechanics into the game or something. Like there's a lot of potential stuff you can do there around like horses and, and memeing and, and everything. I think that'd be funny. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I think racing, I haven't actually looked into Derby stars, uh, white paper much, but I'm, I'm just making a bold assumption. It's going to be somewhat similar to, to Zed. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think horse racing in general, I mean, that's, it's just crazy, right? Uh, that you can have digital horses. I mean, you tell anyone in the real world, um, who doesn't know anything about NFTs that you either breed or you race digital horses. They're just going to think you're crazy. Yeah. Right. Like people (laughs) spent their whole lives, like perfecting gene lines and shit for the Kentucky Derby. And like, we're just over here breeding ones and zeros betting on them. (laughs) What a timeline, man. It's epic. Uh, what other projects have you been checking out in your, probably super limited spare time is there anything you've got your eye on that you're uh, excited for or that already came out so actually right recently i've been a lot more focused back on eth um i haven't been fo- too much focused on the terror space right now just because of how much activity is going on with um the different projects on in on the eth network so the main one that that I've been invested to this week particularly was uh, Packstrop Merge. I'm not sure if you've heard of that one. 
Mm-mm. All, um, all I've been hearing is Cephas Twitter Spaces, man. <laughs> I need really? to start like doing more reading on this shit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I've been a massive fan of Pack uh, for God, God knows how long. But because I mean, Pack was the whole inspiration behind uh, focusing on engagement and utility for our project. So when he announced he was doing his drop merge, um, when was it? I think it was last week. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was just incredible. I thought the the mechanics were crazy. Um, and this is the first time, Pack, Pack is maybe the first artist that made me realize um, art is really not, art is really not art. Like when you go into a modern contemporary art museum and you look at a piece of art, like the banana taped to a wall and you're kind of like, you know what, anyone, anyone can actually do this. Um, the same when you look at Pack's artwork, it's just it, the drop last week was literally just a white circle in a black square, and you're thinking he just made ninety two million dollars selling this white circle. Well, it's let's and be fair, it's, it's really, a sphere. It's got some shadowing. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> what? I think, I think the, the actual NFT is literally just a white circle. Oh, funny! I just I googled it real quick just to see. I wasn't. I'm not familiar with the artist. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's all funny. the market. All the marketing was a sphere, uh, but but the NFT I received was literally a white circle. Oh um, shit! Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh my it, god, it that's epic. <laughs> Good for him. I, I like that kind of shit. Yeah. They just troll you into getting something like that, and then tape a yeah, banana to your wall. <laughs> Can you? He just made ninety-two million dollars in 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 two days Damn. just by sell, selling that. I mean, good for and, him, for real. You got to yeah, respect I mean, that hustle. I don't think I've made ninety-two million in my life, or ever will. I, don't think <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was fifty million in like the first um, first half an hour. So, wow. I mean, that's crazy. That that's just insane. But but you look at that art, and it's so simple, and it's it's really not about the art. It's about engaging. It's about the utility. It's about the mechanics. Yeah. And anybody and I mean, can that, make that, but he did or they did. Yeah, like, literally, and literally. That's crazy. <laughs> and and that's why for, for Terra Turtles, even just having like a simple cutesy pixel art, which which to be honest, I think anyone can actually make. Um, but it, it's it's not about the art. I mean, the art should look nice, at least to the eyes, but it's about what the art it brings to you uh, in value rather than the the aesthetics itself it attracts a certain kind of person that attracts more of those people and they all just get around and like vibe on that thing that they have in common whatever it happens to be and like art is just it's it pulls people in you know it's it invokes emotions and everything and people vibe on that it's it's cool to see there's i got like 30 or some discords in here all full of people just vibing on dope art oh yeah i mean i actually think the nft space is uh such a good space just to bring people into art appreciation uh i'm not gonna lie before nfts if i ever went to an art museum um i would find it so boring and i just wouldn't understand but now, I mean, I, I'm going even even to the British Museum, Art Museum. Um, yeah, I mean, you can stand there and just appreciate it a little bit more. Um, I still think NFTs look a bit cooler. But, but you know, at least that level of appreciation has grown. So it's it's great to be able to bring uh, 
new blood, I suppose, into a world um, where they may never have gone into, just as everyone's going more digital in their lives. And then being able to see those artists like create more because they're actually getting fed rather than having to, you know, grind all day. You can actually make your art and then have an easy way to sell it with, with these marketplaces. I don't know about easy, but easier, I guess, than, you know, hustling it out on the, on the street or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so revolutionary. I, I mean, uh, I'll say this all the time, and, and I think everyone agrees that we're just so early on just to even see what the true potential that w- what we have is in the NFT space. I mean, right now you've got what Adidas collabing with, is it Coinbase? Um, you've got Meta, you've got, there's just so much going on. And and we're, we're just scraping the surface. Yeah, just wait until like you see how how much of a struggle it is around these parts finding rust devs or react devs or just anybody that can code well and and wait until these big players bring their farm of coders in to just bang out a metaverse in like a week or something like that like it's it's once it gets to that point it's gonna blow up so fast like we're just yeah it's i'm i'm here for it i'm excited yeah i mean you know what i'd love to see is um, I haven't, I haven't actually seen, been into the Terrorbots uh, server for a while, but I remember seeing that animation of the actual bots in a in a sci-fi world. I, I would love it if a project like the Terrorbots would be the center of kind of a Terrorverse, and they would provide kind of design and coding instructions as to how people can integrate their project into their world. I think that would be the logical next step. To, for one project to be the the guiding beacon as to if you want your game to be playable, then you can follow these steps and you'll join our world. I would certainly prefer that to a bunch of like half-ass fragmented <laughs> worlds that, you know, may or may not work properly. Like if, if everyone yeah, could sure. just get behind and I, I'm sure the a standard will, will appear at some point and and then everyone will will tweak it and vote on it and fix it and then that'll be what what everyone builds on but right now we're still figuring out what that is you know yeah exactly um yeah i mean it could literally be any anyone that's there's it could be on decentraland sandbox it could be nike world yeah <laughs> that's the, the leading force I was joking the other day that it, it'll be something like what Wreck-It Ralph is when all the different blockchains have that seamless integration and like there's a ton of shit happening behind the scenes with the smart contracts and bridges and wormholes and all that shit. But like the user, they just hop on a train and like they go between metaverses and now you're in Atari world or, or Nintendo world or whatever, yeah. you know, it'll just be that seamless. I, I, I'm super stoked for that. That's actually the perfect comparison. Wreck-It Ralph. Right, yeah, that's I, I got a five-year-old. We watch that sometimes. And that's it yeah. made me think the other day, well, I, that between that and like Ready Player One sort of for like a more, you know, I guess adult version or immersive. But like, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, like that, that was so perfect how they would just like come out of one game and like there's the central hub and everyone's chilling and getting checked for Pac-Man fruits and shit. <laughs> that, that would be oh, yeah. insane. That would actually be insane. 
Well, cool. Purple Squirtle, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to mention real quick about uh, the project or uh, any anything you want to plug before we wrap this up? Um, maybe, I, I'm not sure um, if I should mention this, I suppose, but I, I guess uh, maybe just a fair warning to all the other projects that are kind of getting started because we're going through a bit of drama right now with um, the the marketing side. Um, do you want me to kind of chat about that? For yeah, actually, we were we were seeing some posts about that uh, as well, and I'm trying to get everybody to like come on a space and talk about it, but I feel like that's probably never going to happen at this point. So yeah, like uh, the more people that we can get discussing this, the better, because it, it definitely, I I feel like we just somebody needs to just make an open source mint candy machine marketplace fees go to angel and then just you know on that you can have different groups you could have the intern cap collection or or the Mm -hmm. the galactic punks collection and that's all stuff curated by those groups so sure you'll have a lot of bullshit but you won't have to see it because you'll be going there and trying to to see what your groups are 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 curating I think that's yeah. kind of where it needs to go, but I, I, that's we're a long ways off for sure. But the idea has yeah, been talked I mean, about. Yeah, I mean, groups like that would have been so useful at the start of our development, especially. Especially, it helps you to weed out uh, what you think is legit or not. Yeah. Like, um, who knows whether we would have figured out if um, if Waves was a, a rug or not, if, if we had these kind of groups to kind of go through and dig into a bit. Um, but I guess our story was kind of like, um, at the beginning when we were just starting out, we, we had no idea how to get, uh, more people into the discord. So we were kind of exploring marketing options. Um, then we reached out to this, uh, Twitter profile. I think it was, it was at the time it was beasts of Luna. Uh, not sure if you've heard of them. Mm -mm. Um, but we agreed with them a certain payment, um, uh, on sellout. I can't remember. I can't remember how much it was. Um, but then uh, soon after that, they um, we just started seeing loads of bots enter our server. Uh, that We just started seeing us getting tagged in like random $2 giveaways. Um, and, and we were just like, oh, you know, we don't, we don't want to work with you anymore. Can you, can you stop all of this? Um, and uh, I suppose the proof that they were bots was simply because they were kind of people entering our servers with similar kind of what sounding names and profile pictures of East Asian girls. And, you know, that's kind of so glaring in the NFT space when you don't have, when you have like 200 people joining your server yeah. and not a single one of them have an NFT profile picture. Yeah. There's and, something and off there. Yeah. And they're, and they're all East Asian girls. <laughs> then you're kind of like, you know, what, what is going on here? Um, so yeah, I mean, we we said let's stop working together, and uh, I think they promised to um, do a loads of articles for us. Um, but in the end, um, literally nothing came of it. We got no additional followers, nothing, etc. Uh, so we just left it. And a couple of weeks later, well, I think it was like two three weeks uh, prior to this meeting, or to this to this recording. Um, they reached out to us and said, uh, we, we've paid $800 for all of this stuff and we demand it back. Uh, you reimburse us. And at that point, we kind of just asked, uh, well, okay, we didn't really get anything from the $800 that you say you spent, but you know what, you spent it. 
can you just send us the invoice as proof? Um, and just saying that just followed loads of insults. I think he asked uh, Wanye to jump off a bridge and die. Um, but eventually they sent over an invoice, but the invoice was so bare. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to send a screenshot of the invoice and you'll just see, you know, this, this is not an invoice. This is just someone slapped together something. Um, so then we, we were skeptical. We said, this doesn't look like a real invoice. Um, can you send us proof of payment? Um, we got loads, and loads more insults, uh, a few more threats, lawyers, whatever. Um, then they sent over a proof of payment, uh, well, in quotation marks, which was a, uh, I think it was a Binance, um, Binance um, transaction uh, hash, um, which only showed around $700. So we're kind of a bit still very skeptical, kind of thinking, you know what, you've, you said you paid $800, you gave us what looks like a fake invoice, and your proof of payment is not for $800. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that's, we're kind of stuck in that drama. That's the thing you guys showed me the other day. And honestly, it looked like somebody just like dumped from a hot wallet into a wallet and then gave you the transaction. Like they literally just created that to send to you is what it felt like. Yeah, I mean, the date were, was like a month ago. So either they just... Um, picked up a random transaction that looked like the right amount, but they couldn't find one exactly for $800. Right. Um, or, or he did pay uh, $700, tried to say it was $800, and but he just paid someone to uh, give us loads of bots. Yeah. And, and yeah, and in the end, we, we didn't pay because, you know what, it's that's not cool. You know, you're scamming loads of projects by doing this. And yeah, that's that's not on. In the end, we didn't pay, because fuck them, that's why. <laughs> Think of that Dave Chappelle meme every time some shit like that happens. It's like, just uh, fuck them, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just unfair on all of these new projects that are le legitimate, like trying to, to get off there, to get off the ground. And I know in the, in the crypto space, there's a lot of uh, crypto whales, I suppose, who, who have loads of funds to, to pool into marketing, but uh, the Terror Turtles team, we weren't well off. We didn't have a lot of disposable income in order to, to spend on marketing. So, um, I mean, for us, it were, we were trying our best to spend money wisely. And that, like you said, well, after we we went into certain agreements, you sent over memes of just so many of crypto marketers just trying <laughs> yeah. to scam projects. It's so crazy. It's like, and people don't know any better and they want to get their project out there. So when somebody comes at them, saying like oh yeah for 500 bucks you know i can do all this shit they're like all right you know like maybe it'll be worth it but i'll tell you 99.5 percent of the time it's just somebody trying to fleece you like they're they're just trying to scam it's going to be bots if anything uh and yeah it, it there's i would like to see places like intern cap and, and other servers kind of be the spot where when something like that pops up, you can just come holler real quick and we'll be like, yo, that's totally a scam. We have people here that will help you with, with marketing. You know, we have interns and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't want to turn it into a thing where like we're charging people to do that. But like if, 
if they need somebody to run their community or to, to get articles written or published and stuff, like we definitely can point you in the direction of people that do that. And then you guys can work out whatever, you know, we're all, we're all interns here. So some of us yeah, are, I mean, are just happy to help. That would be actually fantastic to even just have uh, a channel just for, for projects to kind of maybe, maybe like a project scam alert, I suppose, like, People can go in and say, "Is this is this profile legit? Is what do we think of X Y Z?" Um, and yeah, I mean that would help in general in in the entire space. Yeah, especially like a place like I don't, I don't want to keep tooting intern caps horn, but like some of the people <laughs> no, in there, <laughs> like there's there's really good resources in there, you guys. Like there's there's amazing resources in there. So to be able to like just hop in and have that access and run something like that by a few people that have been doing this for a while and and like that's that seems super helpful. And and the ones that are in there like they're happy to help. They want more people building this stuff, you know, like we're, it's not a competition <laughs> where we're all in the same game trying to do the same thing. And that's just make this ecosystem as good as it can be. Oh yeah. I mean, in the end, it, it's actually so much more productive for, for all the different projects, all the different influence to actually be working together. I mean, it's like you see the, uh, I, I suppose let's call them the terror influencers when they, they go ahead and just chat to each other like uh, Amidas, uh, X and Danku, that when they're all just chatting together, I think that's that's just a massive force just for for the entire space. And uh, just like Luna Bulls had their stampede, uh, where they allowed loads of different projects to come on as well, I thought that was such a nice gesture. Um, and yeah, I mean, any any kind of um, forum where you see people coming together. Um, just builds a lot of credit, credibility for all the projects involved. Um, even for established projects, we take Cool Cats, for example, where they collaborate with so many different other projects to give whitelist for their uh, upcoming project, Cool Pets. It just shows that these projects that the Cool Cats are working with are, are more legit. Uh, they're helping each other out. And, and, and yeah, overall, it, it just b- builds more maybe a familial bond across the space. Yeah. I, I always get a reassuring feeling when I hop into a new discord and I see some names that I'm like, Oh dope. You're here. Like this, this might be oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, it's comforting knowing. And I mean, it's not saying that like, you're not going to get rugs still, or you're not going to be able to flip your, your NFTs back into liquidity or anything, but you have a, I feel like you have a better chance of the project actually doing something and surviving because of those people. Like they're in there for a reason. They're in there trying to help build all of these communities up. So if, if you see some names in there that are familiar, like that's, that's, that's good shit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and surprisingly at the end of space, there's, there's not that many people in there in here. So yeah, you do bump into a lot of familiar names. Um, and and yeah, I mean, it, it is very comforting. So, oh, you know what? I, re- I do recognize that name from from one of the 150 discords I'm in. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, it is, it is a nice feeling. Oh, yeah. I love it. TerraTurtles.io. 
that's the website. Check it out. And I, sh- I should say, just to clarify, at the beginning of that, I thought you were referring to like the nowhere random earth beef. And that's what I was saying. I would I'm trying to like get everybody involved to come and like record. But you were talking about the the market ting, not market itself uh that you guys were dealing with for the article so i I just wanted to clarify that's why i was like oh yeah we're trying to like get them all to the table i wasn't talking about your marketing guy or anything oh sure sure (laughs) there's there was like some Uh, weird dms that dropped on on twitter about like fees for artists and stuff like that and there's something going on there and like i we're I, i would love to get to the bottom of it at some point and that's why I mentioned the open source mint and market. I thought that's what you were talking about. Oh, right. Yeah, that, that does clarify a bit. Yeah, right. Uh, like, what is he yeah. talking about? <laughs> this guy ain't doing mints. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, God, yeah, it's the nowhere art. Yeah, I don't really have much to comment on that. Yeah, no, I, I feel <laughs> because... it. Well, we're going to do a show about it at some point, or at, at the very least, a, a Twitter space needs to happen uh, to get a conversation going. Yeah, I mean, market space in, in Terra is still, still very young. Just be nice to have an easy market space like OpenSea, where you kind of don't really necessarily need to uh, go through so much registration steps to list, where you can kind of just have that open space. Yeah, and we uh, thought it'd be a perfect opportunity to feed Angel Protocol, because like if it's open source, just open source it and like let it be. And like nobody, one person should get those fees, but we have a protocol that's literally designed to take money and give it to where it needs to go. Like that would, that to me just seems like a perfect fit. And then to fix the whole issue of just zero barrier to entry. So all the scammy shitty projects, that's why I was referring to like having these curated groups that like, oh yeah, the, the intern cap people or the Terra turtles people or whatever server, like, this is the collection that they're curating. So you know to expect a certain level of quality out of the stuff in there. You don't have to sort through all the bullshit, like a cnft.io, for example, on, on Cardano. Like That is the worst experience ever of, of just, yeah. there's so many like duplicates of projects and like, and they're all like, scams of like real projects that it's you'll it's inevitable like you're going to get that when you have something that doesn't cost a hundred luna to to utilize you know for your mint so but i think it'll be worth it because we we gotta get those fees down man nobody wants to pay you that much to use your candy machine like let's let's be real for sure for sure my God, even just, just mentioning Cardano NFTs just gives me the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go take a shower now, you guys. <laughs> no, I'm oh, yeah, man. my best to forget this. Yeah, same, same. I keep, there's a couple artists I keep bugging because I really want them to bring their art to Terra. And I, I'm, I'm working on it. It's going to happen. You're going to see the Death Squad on, oh, on Terra. You're getting I'm, me hyped. Just taking. <laughs> awesome. Goodness gracious. All right, Purple Squirtle, man, thanks for your time. TerraTurtles.io, check it out. We'll put links to all their stuff over on the show notes at TerraSpaces.org. I'm Finn. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace out, y'all. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along, and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up. And
but do the math on that Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody wanna rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows But then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the base state blessed. See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties, these are sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small. Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks, leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist. Say they're making pennies, pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue. Another day, another lesson Living in the eighth dimension Might be worth a little mention Living in the Great Depression Got a real regal feel Reeling in another sucker fish Out to make a deal Just to make a motherfucker wish Aw shit, now you only got two left You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends You know what I miss? Listening to excuses Now we're on the fence Like we forgot how to choose That's what happens When people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom Just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile, foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music